It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. You think you think you're gonna you think you're gonna beat me? No, I don't. Oh, the clip that never gets old. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Red versus Blue Friday night episode. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Big weekend back from the Fantasy Sports Trade Association's annual Winter Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mikey, uh, always joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey. Uh, Big week for FF Toolbox, and all of the players uh, should should uh, take some solace yep. and some you know some some fun in the fact that the uh, the fantasy football world championships took home the best fantasy live event in the industry. Mikey, that was a pretty cool award, especially considering the competition uh, of all of the live events that are out there. Yeah, uh, congrats, Scott. Uh, to you, uh, Ian, Emil, uh, Cindy, the the entire team. Uh, that that's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I love the clip at the beginning. That that's great. Uh, but you know that that's a that's a pretty cool award. Uh, uh, Toolbox brings home uh, brings home the real hardware and uh, just uh, you know, Scott. Just for me as a as a casual fan, and uh, there's a lot of other people out there right now. I'm sure that are listening. Uh, just br- let us into the uh, to the work that you guys do because I mean it's got to be you know it's ongoing but uh, you brought in a whole you know just a whole conglomerate of people that have helped you and uh, and the uh, fantasy football toolbox uh, be successful. Uh, fill, fill me in real quick on uh, what made you to be as successful as you are at the spot. Well, look, I think it starts and ends with the players. The players came out and supported the Fantasy Football World Championship, and that's what uh, that's what we did this whole thing for, right? And and when you look at our leaderboard and you see the names that you see on the leaderboard, uh, everybody, and this this reminds you of 
basically the first year of like the FFPC. Do you remember how it felt when all the best players in the world were there and right. and it was it was yep. coming over from the from the WCOF. Somebody everybody wanted a little something new and there was room in the industry for another contest with which Dave and Alex did with the FFPC and then you saw all those names on the leaderboard uh, and everybody you kind of knew their name at the table. Well, that's kind of what's happening at the FFWC. That's what we saw this year. The first year, Matt Bailey takes the crown. This year, we have our new champion, Glenn Lowy. We're going to be out at the Super Bowl uh, in Las actually watching the Super Bowl in Las Vegas in the Mirage Sportsbook with him and his wife, uh, and he'll get awarded the $150,000 grand prize check. Uh, but look, it, it, it starts with the players. They supported it. They had enough of a demand for us to talk to the Mirage and say, look, we have the best players in the world coming here. We want to do something special. We have this Mirage Invitational Draft plan where only the – 12 of the best players on the planet are going to be invited to play. It sold out quick. And we were able to go back and say, we have them here. What can we do? Something? Look, Mike, it's the same. Every year since the beginning. I was there in year one of the World Championship, which was founded by Emil Cadlick, our very own Emil Cadlick, and Lenny Papano. When they founded the World Championship, and I saw the article on a newspaper or a magazine. I can't remember. It was a magazine. And... uh I saw that ad right. that was said, be the world champion. Come out to Vegas and draft. I was like, wow, that would be awesome. So I went out. And when we were able to draft and then have our kickoff party in the ESPN zone on the strip, not only on the inside of the building, Mike, but and it's right in front of New York, New York, for those of you that are familiar with right. the strip. But uh-huh. we also had the sidewalk, Mike. So people that were walking on the strip had to go around and, and had to stop and find another way because fantasy football had taken over Vegas. I knew it had arrived then, and this year was the closest I'd ever, I ever came to that feeling when we were drafting in the sports book in the Mirage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's a, that's a real good event that uh, that you guys put together, and uh, you know I, I think it's catching on. Well, it's not just catching on; it, it has caught on. Uh, you guys, your event has been uh, perfect, spot on, and. Uh, you know, it's 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 been a lot of fun to be a, a participant of, even though I'm not in the main. But we'll see what happens this September. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, Scott, and uh, you guys have uh, really uh, done it first class. And I, you know, I, me myself, and I'm sure a lot of uh, other players uh, really appreciate that. Well, and I want to give a shout out to all the nominations. Uh, there were there were uh, there were many nominated. The finalists were uh, pretty awesome themselves. Uh, FanDuel, obviously the big event that they put on for their million-dollar grand prize. I heard that was a spectacular event for those uh, players that were vying for the million dollars uh, in Week 14. Then you had the FFPC. We know what kind of a live event that Dave and Alex put on every single year. They are just as deserving, obviously. Uh, The NFBC, Greg Ambrosius, they have won this award in the past. We were nominated last year. We didn't win. Uh, and, and, you know, Greg and, and the baseball contest that they put on, it's obviously yeah. the best, uh, biggest baseball contest that's out there. Uh, and then uh, RT Sports was an interesting finalist, too, because they had the uh, the uh, the charity event uh, for the baseball, the $2,500 uh, charity event, and then they brought in, you know, all of the um, Wainwright uh, player. Uh, that, that Adam whole, Wainwright uh, players. Yeah, yep. yeah, that. That whole yep. charity event, that's a really cool uh, idea and that concept that I think that I hear that they're going to expand. They were a finalist. So to win with that, those types of people against that, uh, that tells you that the industry uh, recognizes when, when you get Vegas, the city of Vegas, and a, and a hotel to reach across the aisle and say, you can have your party in the sports book. So on that opening night, Mike, when we had that sports book reserved, and you got all the fantasy, the biggest football night of the year in Vegas is opening night on that Thursday night and that opening weekend. And we had that area reserved and everybody else kind of had to do their own thing. But yep. we, the fantasy players had our own space. And if we wanted to go make a bet, we just walked a couple steps and we were right there at the window and we didn't have to walk. Yeah, you know, it. usually Vegas, Vegas says that they talk a mean game. They're like, Oh yeah, we love fantasy football. We're all about fantasy football. Pay us a bunch of money and you can walk down three miles down this corridor here into this ballroom and you can draft and do all that stuff. Well, that's what it usually is. And then when we were able to, the game's over, you know, we put the, put the tables up, put the draft board up, flip the lights on, and bam, everybody's drafted in the sports book, and everybody's yeah. watching and figuring out what. That was really cool, and it was a game changer. And, and I, I just want to say thank you to everybody well, that uh, voted for the, uh, the FFWC. We really appreciate it. It means a lot. And I didn't think it would. I didn't think it would. Uh, and, and I didn't really, I thought we had a chance. But I, until they announced our name on the big screen, then I was like, wow, that, is, that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, that had that, you know definitely, Scott. That had to make you feel good. Uh, you, the entire crew, uh, you know that's what uh, that's what hard work does. But uh, going back to the uh, the opening uh, Thursday night, uh, just that that event right there. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you're right there, and all you have to do is walk 15 steps, and you're making a bet, and uh, you're back to your table and enjoying the time with your friends and family or whoever is there. So it was a perfect venue. Uh, Mirage does a great deal. Is it going to be back at Mirage uh, this coming year? We will know uh, very soon. I would imagine that it would be. They would obviously be the leading contender uh, going in. But, uh, yeah, the the live event, and, I, and, and again, the, the last couple of years, the NFBC has really dominated that with the stats and the NFBC. They've done a great job at, the, at their live event, so – uh, it was it was nice to be able to get that. The other award that we brought home, we brought home more hardware than that. Mike, they, they, the FSTA gives out nine industry awards this year, and then also the uh-huh. Writers Association gave out a whole bunch of awards too. They gave out a lot of awards. The Writers Association, uh, and that was interesting and fascinating to watch. I was sitting at the table, and then the Pro Football Focus guys came in and sat down, and uh, so we kind of all sat there in the back, and and then uh, that table really racked up because. Uh, you know the good work that Pro Football Focus does, and Mike Clay and his and the, the guys there yep. was a, a great time for them as well. Uh, but we won another award, which was we have to give total credit to Fantasy Pros for a great draft simulator. The fantasy, the, the mock draft world championship won Rookie of the Year. Uh, that's a pretty cool deal as well. That means that huh. hey, whatever product or contest came out this year that was the most. Uh, intriguing. We, we got a couple of thousand teams to sign up and play that, but basically the concept was simple. We all like to practice for our draft in August and July. We all love to, once we get our draft pick, we like to, we like to mock draft. And usually that in, involves you going into a room and waiting for the 12 people. And a lot of times some people quit and it takes forever to mock. And you're like, geez, can't we have a good mock? Well, right. the software that Fantasy Pros put together, David Kim and his staff, they did a fantastic job. And I and look, I go around the industry and I and I'm on every website and I found this software and I was like, that is some awesome mock draft software. Wouldn't that be make a, for a great contest? So the concept was simple, Mike. You draft till you're happy. You you're mocking and if you like the team that you end up with, hey, enter it into the contest. It's 5 bucks and we got a couple thousand teams to do that and and it was really a lot of fun. And so all the credit in the world goes out to David Kim and Fantasy Pros. It's a joint collaboration between us and them, and, and uh, that was a cool uh, – that, that's, that's, a, that's a nice vote of confidence, too, for, for new ideas that we, we were able to come up with this yeah. year that one of them was recognized like that. Well, cool. I mean, you know, it's just reaching out to everybody, uh, helping each other out, you know, because you can never have enough, uh, enough ideas, uh, enough information, so uh, that, that worked out great. Then kudos. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Uh, you can talk to Mike or myself here on Red versus Blue. Sometimes we take some call-ins and we just chat about things. We're happy to help you out. But this uh, this show, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the playoff draft world championship that we have. We're going to break down the couple of big games that we have: the AFC championship game, the NFC championship game. A lot of people, for the fans, this is the Super Bowl because the, this is the game that the fans can still go to. They can still afford to go to. Uh, you know, it's final it's, four. Yeah, it's the final four: uh, New England, Denver, Seattle, San Fran. Mike, the NFL got what they wanted uh, with last weekend's results. Uh, what, if anything, stood out to you last weekend about the games? Obviously, the Colts played the Patriots pretty tight there for a while, and then just things kind of fell apart mm. uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Well, in that game uh, in particular, Scott, uh, I think I said it on uh, last week's show. You know, I, I really thought that New England would beat Indy with no problem um, based on the fact that Indy just does – they just don't have much of a rush defense. And uh, New England, they're not afraid to just let Brady just hand the ball off. And, uh, you know, that's what happened in that game. Uh, it didn't really surprise me uh, a bit at all. Um, San Fran, you know, that that was uh, – that was – you know, that, that was nip and tuck. But, uh, you know, I think the best four teams are there. I really do. You know, I look at the, you know, I look at the teams like uh, San Diego and uh, whatever. You know, the bottom line is New England, Denver, they're the best two teams in the AFC. San Fran, uh, Seattle, they're definitely the best two teams in the uh, NFC, without question. So I think we got the best four teams now. 
how do we figure out who's going to win and how? I don't think there's any question, Mike, that the Denver Broncos would be favored against any team that they play in the Super Bowl, whether it be Seattle or Denver. However, if it's the New England Patriots, I think the NFC would be favored in both of those situations, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, Because of the high-profile offense. However, if you break it down, though, uh, both San Fran and Seattle play defenses like uh, New England and Denver. They're not used to seeing. So, you know, I mean, if we want to take it a week further – it's going to be really different. Uh, no matter who comes out of the NFC or AFC, we're just going to have to figure out which team has the best defense. And, you know, defense tends to win games, but, uh, you know, I, I just I, I just think that uh, that's going to be tough to break down, though, Scott. You know, I, I just think we got to do this week right now and then move on. Yeah, Denver uh, Denver would be the odds-on favorite in any situation there. I think New England would be the odds-on underdog if they were to win this game this weekend. The Colts, uh, look, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they're not going to play forever. One of these days, those guys are not going to be in the league, yep. and it's going to the, be the wild, wild west with a lot of these new quarterbacks, and you're going to see Andrew Luck get his uh, day in the sun. But right now, it's Brady or Manning. One of these guys gets to go up against one of the young guns, which is going to make an exciting Super Bowl because you're going to have the future and you know, you're going to have the present still saying we're still here. Uh, either way, whichever, however that happens, you're going to have the young quarterback versus the veteran in the Super Bowl. The NFL got what they wanted uh, with, that, with, that, uh, with this Final Four. San, uh, let, let's talk about the, um, the, the Denver Broncos. We, we, we saw what they did this past week to the San Diego Chargers. Mike, to be honest with you, I never really felt it was a game. I never really felt like the Chargers were, were in it to win it. And I, something really bothers me when, when, you're, when your coaches, coaching staff is already interviewing for other teams, the, the, the week of the biggest game of your life for the Chargers and Wisenhunt, is, I, I, that rubbed me the wrong way. Well, that, you know, that's ongoing. That, that just didn't happen in 2014. That's happened in 2012, 11, 10. I mean, that happens all the time, Scott, and it just it doesn't, you know, goes underneath the radar. Um, you know, it's just one of the things that, uh, you know, you're looking for opportunities, like the uh, offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. That's why Cleveland hasn't hired their uh, head coach. So, you know, there's, there's different things that are going on that – but. You know, you, you still want to look for opportunities. If, if you're asked for for a job opportunity, I mean, you're not going to sit there and go, well, I'm not going to interview right now. No, you're going to take the interview. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to accept it. And then, but you still have the job to do. So that's just, that's a, that's a life of, uh, you know, moving forward, so to speak. The, uh, Yes, and it just it just really dampened the I, th- I think the team spirit there. I would I would have to imagine. You know, I'm sure they're rooting for him I, to get a a, a, a head no. coaching job. I think as players, you I, always do, but you hate to lose your coach. I totally disagree that it dampens the team spirit because they have no idea what's going on. They have no idea that that that, that coach has no idea. I mean, he's you don't not think let you don't think it caused a distraction on. for the head coach when he should be prepping. You don't think it took away from his game planning and preparation. No, he was there. He was there. He was there and preparing and doing everything he needed to do. They had no idea yeah. he's 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 preparing for another job. He's not going to let that happen as a professional. He's not going to let that happen. He's not going to uh, let his team know that. Oh well, I'm interviewing for another job. That, no, uh. Yeah, uh, I'm just uh, chatting here. By the way, there are I'm, I'm getting some comments on uh, Facebook here saying. Uh, Great job on the awards. Would like to see uh, uh, the Roto Experts. Uh, they love the Roto Experts show in the spot we do there. They said that they uh, they were ho- they should have won the um, <laughs> they should have won the uh, best uh, radio uh, best radio team uh, award. What, whatever I can't remember what award that was, but yeah, I, I thought that they had a really good shot at winning. I know the guys uh, the Roto Wire won that with with Ray and Kyle the Fantasy Drive. They they uh, they have a good show too. Uh, but yeah, we do. Uh, no, we do like Photo Expert is a very entertaining show uh, every single yep. day with uh, Scott Engel and Adam Ronis and uh, Doctor Roto. Um, 
all those guys, Tony Sincata, they they all do a really good job on that team. Yeah, no doubt, Scott. I've I've heard them uh, a couple times, and I'm going, wow. It'd be nice hey. if I could sound like that. <laughs> yeah, and let's and let's uh, let's give a shout out to Corey too, the uh, the producer for the Roto Experts uh, uh, or for for that show, Corey Parsons. Uh, Fantasy executive, yeah, he's uh, he, he's good at what he does as well. Uh, back to the NFC side of the things, Mike. What did you think about Seattle and the romping uh, that uh, Marshawn Lynch put on your Saints there, Bubba? I tried to tell you. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you know, the only thing I was just trying to – I was keeping uh, hope alive, so to speak, uh, because, yeah. you know, I, you know I, I, last year I had Baltimore. This year I, I was going with a bunch of uh, New Orleans Saints, and I was just trying to keep hope alive. But, no, nah, it, was, uh, it wasn't even close, honestly. I mean, the score – the score, the score wasn't even close. Yeah. It shouldn't have been. But, uh, you know, Seattle was that good. They're, they're, they're that much better. Um, now, looking forward to uh, Seattle-San Fran. Wow. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a tough game. But uh, I, I really think uh, Seattle's going to do what they, they've done in the past with when San Fran comes to town. But uh, it was tough last week. But, uh, you know, I I just give kudos to uh, Drew Brees and that, that whole bunch. Uh, they made it, you know, they did well. So, so I can say. Well, and then the last, uh, but certainly not the least, uh, the San Francisco 49ers taking care of business uh, in Carolina. And, look, I, I thought that Carolina's defense uh, could have kept them and got them this W, but it never really seemed like the offensive firepower was enough. And, and Cam Newton uh, doesn't really have enough around him. I think it's obvious at this point. Right. The defense right. is there. I think Cam is there. They just have to get some offensive firepower. It'll be, it would be nice to see some, some weapons come to, that, uh, to come to their rescue. And, you know, there's some free agents that are going to be out there this year. It would, be, it would be nice to see them get somebody that can really make a difference. And, and I, don't, I don't really know if anybody has any suggestions in the chat room what would make Carolina Panthers – a dangerous, dangerous team because right now they have a great defense, but they don't have the offense to compete no. uh, when they get to about this stage and they want to make that next leap from top ten to like top four. Yeah, you, you know, Scott, they're aging at uh, wide receivers other than LaFell uh, and Ginn, but I mean they're really aging at wide receivers. They're starting to age at uh, running back, so uh, you know those position players that you need. Uh, Cam Newton's. I mean, he's going to be thinking, "What the heck? Where'd everybody go?" Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me to see him go eight and eight next year. Um, but you know, that was a, that was a good fun game. And uh, but I don't know. They, they just got some things they got to uh, work on. Now I have heard some talk that they may go after Greg Allen uh, or Jared Allen because Greg Hardy. Uh, their 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 defensive leader there w- may have uh, outpriced his uh, performance. You know he had such a had such a good year, so they may not be able to bring him back. Somebody like a Dennis Pitta, you know, uh, you know, you get a, get another offensive weapon there. A Hakeem Nicks, you know, I know. Uh, again, we're talking about free agents. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of some names. You know, uh, Wayne Ellis in the chat room. He says the wide receivers suck. I agree. Maybe a James Jones. I don't know if those guys are dynamic enough to really make that big of a difference i want a weapon on the team you know like a you know like a percy harvin a healthy percy harvin you know uh something no, that would no, work no 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 i mean i know i know i'm, I'm just saying a, a player like that somebody that is yeah, dynamic in the offense you. that can do it all uh because they really don't have anything special like that so yeah i i got you i, I was talking to a buddy of mine today he's uh from seattle and uh he's you know, he, he loves Percy Harvin, but he hates Percy Harvin at the same time. You know, what do you do with him? And I was like, man, the dude is always hurt. He was hurt in Minnesota. He was even he was even hurt at uh, University of Florida. So what do you what do you do with the guy? So yeah, uh, there is also a, ch- uh, a suggestion in the chat room that says uh, Marquise Lee. Maybe they could get the, the you know the wide receiver from USC. Maybe he could fall in the draft, and they could they could scoop him. But we've seen that before. We, I mean, he is a great great receiver, and and he was he's always been right there with Sammy Watkins until last part of this season. You know, this this year really Sammy Watkins elevated his game as the uh, the number one without a doubt wide receiver. You're going to hear Julio Jones comparisons all year long uh, with Sammy Watkins, and uh, because he's just that kind of a difference maker, uh, not necessarily in size. 
Uh, but yeah, you're gonna you're going to you're gonna hear comparisons to some well, of the the very better elite wide receivers because Watkins can be a difference maker, but he'll be long gone before the Panthers get there. Well, and another guy is uh, Mike Evans. I mean, th- this draft is going to be so exciting, exciting, Scott. I can't wait. I mean, there are so many quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers that are really going to be jumping off the board uh, in this upcoming draft this year. I, I mean, if you're a dynasty player, you you got to be salivating right now, especially if you have uh, a couple first-rounders, a couple second-rounders. I mean, you're going to have a lot of fun with this. Let's talk about the games this weekend, Mike. We'll get to the fantasy, uh, the playoff draft world championship. Uh, we, do, we do know that uh, somebody's going to be crowned the playoff draft world champion again. And uh, this contest is all about who you have left at this point, who's going to make a run. So we will get into that. But let's start with the, the – the, this is, again, we're just so – it's so awesome to see two rivalries like this, right? Peyton against Brady and the yeah. Hawks versus the Niners. It's the best rivalries in football right now. And we're getting to see them in the Final Four. If you're a football fan, you couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about the offensive side of the ball for the Patriots first. They've got the test here. They showed us what they could do with the ground game, and if I'm them, I'm going to keep it up on the ground. I'm going to try to do everything I can because Denver just seemingly can't stop the run. Uh, so they are going to have their difficulties with a LeGarrette Blunt, a Shane Vereen, uh, definitely doing those shotgun draws like we saw last week. And, and Blunt, what a fantastic week for this guy. It, it, for anybody to come out of the woodworks, so to speak, and to be this kind of a fantasy producer, he's, he's making the difference. In your playoff teams right now, if you had Blunt, you're very likely right there at the top of the leaderboard because you had LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he's he's just kind of showed up. That's typical typical Belichick, you know, finding the guy, finding the hot hand, finding the the guy that's going to produce. And uh, LeGarrette Blunt, uh, he started producing the last couple weeks of the season, and he was like, well, you know, I got to go with this guy because – nobody else is available. I mean, what kind of wide receivers is Brady throwing to? You know, a hurt Edelman, and then, I don't know, you know, it's just different than others. But, uh, you know, I think uh, in this game, New England, Denver, this is very interesting, Scott. Uh, the spread's five and a half, uh, Denver five and a half, and the over and under's 56. Um, I still think New England's going to try to control the ball with the run. I still think they're going to be able to do it. Uh, and be successful doing it, uh, which uh, I'm, I'm leaning toward the under in this game. Now, as far as the spread, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, okay, the, uh, I, I just want to look at what, how, the, how New England did this, and, and look what they did. LeGarrette Blunt, 24 carries for 166 yards. Now, that's, that's surprising in of itself. But can I tell you this, Mike? LeGarrette yep. Blunt did that on 27 snaps. Okay, that was wow. the most fascinating thing of that whole story that I took away. 24 carries on 27 snaps. So just about every time he, he was in the game, yep, they handed the he ball off. The ball. It was very yep. obvious at some point on the defensive side of that ball for the Colts. Blunt's in the game. Guess what that means, guys? He's going to run it. And they still couldn't stop him. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see if they continue with that strategy. Ridley with 23 snaps. 14 runs. Shane Vereen limited to 24 snaps, only five run, five run plays, and 19 uh, passing plays he was in on. So it, it, they, they yeah. need to get Vereen. But look, you don't need Vereen. If Blunt's going to do what he did, just keep doing what, you know, that, that, that works. Uh, and I'm afraid that right. Denver doesn't have the kind of defense to really stop. That's the only thing we've been concerned with all year, their inability to stop anybody on offense. Now, the question well, is, can New England put up enough points? on offense to keep up with Peyton because you know Peyton's going to put up his 30, right? I mean, 26 or 30, isn't that pretty much a lock for Peyton? What's the over-under again? Yeah, the over-under is 56, so uh, <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, 20, 30. 24 to 30. Yeah, he's going to get you 30 points. That's that's Peyton Manning. He's going to have you four touchdown drives. Somebody's going to chip in for a field goal there at least. He's going to get. There's going to be four or five offensive touchdowns in that game for, for Denver. But, so the but, question is, can Brady in a running game – put up those kinds of numbers and look Denver again they've been gouged uh offensively or defensively uh the last uh the last few games we've seen it we've seen it happen and you know uh, again the injuries to the San Diego backs withstanding uh they have not looked good 
in in games, uh, well, even uh, you know, uh, even against you got the Texans, the Chargers, and the Raiders the last couple weeks of the year, and those are not great ground games, but they still got it done uh, against a Bronco team that just can't, can't seem to stop anybody. Well, yeah, and that that's true, but uh, on the other side of it, Scott. Uh, I'm just thinking about uh, New England and, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, Denver and the way they played against San Diego last week. It was ball control, ball control, ball control. Uh, New England last week, ball control. This over and under at 56, people are thinking it's going to be a shootout. I really don't think it will be. I mean, let's face it, Denver last week against San Diego, what, they put up 24 points? Correct? Yep. Okay. Bingo. There you have it. Uh, if they put up 24 against uh, New England, they're beat. They're beat 31-24. That's 55, so that's right on the number. So, Yeah, this game in mile high. Uh, draft ready in the tra- chat room says, just can't see Manning lose this week. And I, you know, I, think that's, I think that's a consensus opinion for everybody. The weather forecast looks promising for Manning. Beautiful. No icy cold. Uh, it, it should be uh, fairly productive with that. You, you you have to think that no Sean Moreno, Monty Ball, they're going to get things going. They have been splitting their carries down the stretch. So that will be interesting to see how they use them. I'm really liking Monty Ball. The way he looks, the way he carries the ball, even though he's not getting a lot of touches, the touches that he has been getting, I'm like, okay, there's some there's some nice burst there in that kid. He could be more beneficial than than we thought. Now, Wes Welker is obviously the decision here, right? Isn't he the isn't he the ex-factor in this game? The, he the is. ex-patriot playing against the Patriots for the yes. Denver Broncos. I mean, which which Wes Welker is going to show up? You know if he has a bad game, you know what they're going to be saying. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Belichick but, yeah, does it he, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Wel- Welker's loving the, uh, loving the opportunity to be able to go against him again. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I know my final score, so <laughs> – Welker finished with 73 catches for 778 yards and 10 touchdowns. He missed a couple of games. Julius Thomas has been fantastic. You have Demarius and Decker both on the outside. That it just seems like they can't be stopped uh, out there. But they are going to they are going to see what they can do. Um, you, you have the Von Miller season-ending knee injury uh, that has to hurt, Mike. You can't just you can't just brush that off and say, oh yeah, you lost one of your best defensive players on the on the field, and it's not a it's not a big deal. We're just going to overcome it. I mean. Peyton's attitude is going to say, yeah, we're going to overcome everything, you know, but it's just not that easy to do. And then you lost Elvis Doomerville in free, in free agency. So you had Miller that was suspended the first six games of the year, and Phillips came in and had all those sacks. And But you, it's really a loss that just can't be, uh, you know, understated. It's a big no. deal. And you got yeah. Belichick that's making a conscious effort to get the ball in the hands of LeGarrette Blunt and Ridley when he knew he was going to have a problem uh, with you know Edelman leading the way, you know, and you don't have those tight ends anymore that can kick ass. So you gotta, you know, you gotta have a managed game, and it, they have turned into a ground game over the last several weeks. The ground game has dominated for New England. Have you uh, seen what uh, Belichick has done with his practice squad? No. He uh, what he does uh, what the uh, New England Patriots practice squad is. He uh, he mirrors players that are uh, the same size, and not they. He tries to get the same speed and height, but pretty much the same size, speed and height of the the opponent that he's playing, and that's on his practice squad. He'll bring them in left and right, just shuttle them in. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm yep. interested to see how these these Patriot cornerbacks match up with Thomas and Decker. You got Talib on Thomas, they say, and uh, Dennard's going to be on Decker. So they're going to take the chance on those one-on-one matchups and hope that they can be competitive. So I, you know, that Julius Thomas uh, again, uh, you're, you're going to have opportunities there for him That's to get involved. Uh, and then you've got Welker. I don't think Welker can really be stopped in this game. That's why I said I think he's the X factor. I think he would be the guy that. You know, look, the, both these teams just well, want to win. They don't care how they get it done. It doesn't really, yeah. it, at this point, it doesn't really. Well, what do you think the over-under is on Demarius? Because he is a big part of this game. I'm saying the over-under on Demarius is 6 for 80. 6 for 80. What do you think, over huh. or under, I, 6 for 80? I don't have that on me. Uh, I would say uh, I would go under because I think it's going to be more Julius. 
than mm. Demarius. Got a couple of Thomases in that game, and it's going to make it exciting. Uh, moving on, Seattle and San Fran. We will make our predictions at the end of the show. Seattle and San Fran, Mike, this is a home rivalry that's, that seems to be dominated by the home teams. Uh, when, whenever, and that's what Seattle did. We, we've talked about this all year. Seattle had one mission in mind, kind of like the Indiana Pacers. You have to have home yep. field or home court advantage for the Pacers to, in order to beat the big dog on the block. You're not gonna win. You're not gonna beat San Fran in San Fran in the NFC Championship game. You're not gonna beat, and, and that's the same thing about Miami, the Miami Heat. You're not gonna beat the Miami Heat in Game Seven in Miami. You're just not gonna get the calls that you need. And it's just gonna be, you know, the crowd. And the Miami's gonna play up to that crowd. It, the same thing here. Seattle knew if they wanted to go to the Super Bowl, they had to have a stellar regular season. They did their job, Mike. Now it's time to yep. finish things up and wrap it up and send it home, and this is what it's all about. But they have been on a downward trend. San Fran has been yep. trending up and playing hotter than any team yep. in the league. So what, is, yep. what are your predictions? I'm very fascinated to hear what you have. To, you, you've had all week to think about it. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Uh, you know, Seattle, uh, their, their offense is struggling. It's struggling really bad. Uh, you know, when Russell Wilson can only throw for 100-and-something yards, uh, of course, you got beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. I mean, he he's tough. He's he's going to be very tough in that game. Uh, but here's the thing, um, Michael Crabtree. Ever since Crabtree came back, ever since he's been healthy and playing for the 49ers, two things have happened. They've opened up the passing attack to Crabtree, but that's opened up Kaepernick running. And and when this guy runs, he runs like a cheetah. His, those legs are incredible. I mean, he really runs and runs hard. Um, so, you know, this is something that San Francisco's not – or uh, Seattle's not used to seeing from San Francisco. The last two home games, I think Seattle is uh, outscoring them, what, 71-16, to 71-17 in the last yeah, but- home games in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. And I'm just a little more concerned about this Seattle team. They've got a – it, it, it seems, you know, this downward trend has been very bad compared to where they were. Uh, it, it starts with their offensive play output. I've been watching their their offensive plays, and it's all about, you know, you oh. gotta you gotta you gotta have enough uh, snaps to win. Remember, they they faced a tough stretch here. They had 50 snaps against the Niners, 51 against the Cardinals, 56 against the Saints. Now, those are some top 10 defenses, but they got to do better on Sunday. They're all about running the ball, and Lynch finally broke out of his six-game slump where he hadn't rushed for 100 yards. And he you know, popped the Saints in the mouth with well, 140, but Wilson has been equally bad. I had him on some teams. He's only had one 200-yard passing game during this stretch, and, and that was just barely, 206 against the Giants. So he's completing 57% of the passes. He's, got, uh, he's only got four touchdowns and three interceptions during that stretch. It's just not good enough no, at this level. He, There's been a slide here. Well, there's no doubt about it. There's been a slide, and uh, but I see something that they're that they're going to do this weekend. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to use his legs. Russell Wilson's legs will lead Seattle to a win. Not just Marshawn, but Russell Wilson. He's going to run a little bit more than you think this week. Seahawks lost Brandon Browner. I think that's a pretty big deal. He's a leader on that team. The Seahawks are still awesome on defense, but uh, and they did kind of do pretty well when they. You've got Richard Sherman on one side of the ball. Maxwell, he's played beyond his level and he's done very well this year. But Crabtree and Bolden are kind of the you know it used to be Gore that stirred the drink. Now it's Crabtree and Bolden. One of those guys kind of makes the offense get going, and then Kaepernick gets some, some get his, gets his legs under him, and then things start happening. But if you have corners, outstanding corners like Seattle does, I have a feeling they're going to shut down Crabtree. They're going to shut down Bolden fairly easily. Yes. As far as, look, they might get, they might get some work because Kaepernick has to throw to somebody. So five or six catches won't surprise me by, by probably Bolden more than Crabtree. If Crabtree matched up on Sherman, you just don't get anything on that guy. It's going to be very no. fascinating to see if they can get something going. What If, if you take away those guys, Mike – how is San Fran going to win this game? Vernon Davis and Frank Gore underneath. Real quick, real simple, easy. Vernon Davis and Frank Gore. That's how they can you know, they can spread the field. You know, if 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 I'm Harbaugh 
I'm going I'm going long shots with Bowden, Crabtree, and if we don't if we don't have any luck with that, then hey, let's uh let's keep go let's keep taking them long, but know we've got the insurance package and that would be Vernon Davis and Frank Gore underneath. <laughs> Dude, you you know that Crabtree tore his Achilles in late May. Late May, yeah. Mike. That's uh, incredible. It, 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 uh, it, it's That's incredible. incredible. Okay. He's back. It's time for prediction time, Mikey. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask you the question here. We've uh, this this is this is who wants to be a millionaire time for you, Mikey. Crabtree or Bolden? Who has the bigger day? Crabtree. Gore or Marshawn Lynch minus thirty. Who has the bigger day? Ooh, I'll take Gore plus 30. Kaepernick minus five fantasy points versus Russell Wilson. Uh, damn. Oh, uh, shoot. I'll take uh, I'll take Kaepernick because he's going to be coming from behind. And who wins the game on Sunday, Seahawks or Niners? Seahawks. All right. That's, uh, Mike, you did pretty well there under the pressure. You did pretty well. How, did you feel like you were on yeah, the game show? Was, <laughs> yeah, I did, and that was fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, you know, you, you're very very similar to my answers there. I, did, I don't really have any uh, uh, bone to pick with you there. I, I, I will say that uh, – I think that if anybody's going to win this game for the for the Niners, it's not Bolden, it's not Gore, it's Kaepernick. We have to see a special yep. performance from Kaepernick. Nothing else will do. And we and, and the other thing I will say is this, and I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, so I, I would I would put it this way: if the Niners are going to win this game, the Niners' defense scores a touchdown. I know that's very very that's rare. A lot to ask. That's, and that's a lot to ask, right? That's what I'm saying. So yep. if if that happens, I think San Fran can win this game. If they don't get some generate some points from their defense, or at least, you know, sometimes the defense doesn't score, but they put you in position to score, like, you know, interception run back down to the five, Gore in three carries, he can get it in, right? Uh, or even Dixon or something, you know? Uh, so something like that. Something has to happen where the defense really shows up and that would not surprise me in in that game at all. So, uh, okay, so you're taking the Seattle Seahawks as the uh, the, the team in the uh, on the NFC side of the ball. Let's do the AFC. Here we go. Oh heck. Demarius minus six points or Decker. Uh, Decker. Decker. I'll take Decker. Yeah. Now, remember, you can always phone a friend here if you need to phone a friend. Uh, yeah. Wes Welker or his or his replacement in New England, Mr. Edelman. Oh, uh, no, no doubt about it, Wes Welker. More fantasy points? Yes. Okay. LeGarrette Blunt. Or no Sean Moreno. More fantasy points. Oh, I knew that was coming. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, LeGarrette Blunt. And finally, the big matchup. Peyton Manning. Minus eight fantasy points. Against Tom Brady. Uh, I'll take Tom eight. Brady in the eight. Minus I'll take Tom Brady in the eight. Give me Tom Brady in the eight. Okay, and and final uh, winner here. We need a we need a winner uh, and against the spread, Mikey. New England. What? New England wins the game. Uh, stop the music. Stop. Stop that music. New England wins the game. D- does anybody in the yes. chat room feel like New England's going to win this game? Any anybody? Yeah. I, I would I would love to hear. Uh, I want to give you my predictions. I have them. You you said you said New England wins the game. Yes. I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a phone a friend. 
Don't need it. Man, I'm gonna give, I feel give you like a chance. Hey, you know what? Scott, you you make me feel like I want to do No Sal Marino with our tears right now. Man, them tears are flowing. Uh, you, there's uh, there's 20 seconds left on this spot, Mike, for you to change your mind. New England, or, look, last week was a debacle for you. You really bombed out. Yeah, you picked the Saints to beat the Hawks. Yeah, 10 seconds, well, that Mike. Was, but that, that was because I was I was picking from my heart. Seconds. Right here, I'm picking from my mind. New England or New England wins 31 to 21. All right. Well, he he kept uh, to his kept it to the vest. I I look. This is. Uh, I mean. I mean. Uh, you, you. I mean. Everybody. They thought they saw all those tears from No. Sean Marino in that one game in the in the pregame uh, Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be tears of sadness because New England wins thirty-one twenty-one. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, look, I'm not, uh, I'm not too, uh, I'm not feeling like New England's going to have much of a challenge here for uh, uh, as far as winning this game. I just don't. I know it's going to be a great game. Look, I, I don't disagree, but I don't think this is the year for New England to get to the Super Bowl. I, not with the way this team is built. I mean, not with the way Peyton Manning has been playing this year. You just, you're just not gonna. You haven't had that kind of a year for Tom Brady, and you don't have the weapons. Scott, Scott, Scott whoa, 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 Scott. Everybody said that last year at this time. How he didn't. Peyton Manning was built. They're 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 doing great. They're doing this. They're doing that. Well, well they ran they into a, they ran into a Hall of Famer in Ray Lewis swan song kind of uh, of defense. You know, they they went out on top, and they you know you you can't argue so with Tom the type Brady. Of so Tom Brady's not a Hall of Famer manager. Let's face it. Well. Okay, I give you that. I give you that. He he has done this before. He's made stars of guys like Troy Brown, right? But he's not even having that kind of a year. He's not ha- he's not being asked he, to he, win games. That's what now, I, that, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. That that is exactly my point. He doesn't need to have that kind of year. Yeah. Well, no. Look, you, you you're you're exactly right. You only have to go back to the the regular season game where New England did it, but they did that at home. They're going to be asked to do that and get a win and leave mile high with with a Peyton Manning loss. I just, geez, that's a lot to that's a lot to envision. And I, I mean, I can't imagine how I would feel after watching that and watching Peyton walk <laughs> off the field. What you know? Can you imagine what he says to the reporters? He wouldn't talk to reporters. There's no way that he could talk to the He'll reporters. He'll just want a Bud you know, Light. He'll just he would want have a Bud Light. That's all. Can Can we say this? Look, look. Let me ask you this. One One final question on this game. Will this game determine, finally, this game in Denver, will it determine the better quarterback? Or does Peyton need to have a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl to be considered over Brady? No, 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 no. Heck heck no. Heck no. Uh, Peyton Manning is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's not just because of the stats of the 2010, 11, 12 uh, nine, eight. They are two of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. It's it's changed. They're dropped by quarterbacks. The game has changed now. Uh, we're talking about Kaepernick's. We're talking about Russell Wilson's RG threes. You know the game has changed so much. These this game is one of the last games that we'll see of two of the best drop back quarterbacks that we'll ever see. There's a lot of dynamics there to, to, to figuring out which one of these guys is actually the best quarterback. When you talk about the head-to-head matchups, is it the performance in the regular season with all the yards and touchdowns? They've been back and forth with records. And then you talk about the Super Bowl rings in of themselves. And with, without the multiple Super Bowl rings, that's always going to be the knock. Look, Dan Marino's name yeah. is kind of fading away. Okay? Who's better? I don't care. I, I, know, I know you guys and Rachel's a big Dolphins fan, but I'm here to tell you. The Marino name is fading away into the distance because he never got the big one, right? All right, well, let he me – well, Scott, real quick, let me ask you this. Who's better, Marino or Jim Kelly? Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, they, exactly. Neither, exactly. Neither one of them got the big one, so I'll go Marino. They're both great. They're both great, in my opinion. They are both great. Yeah, so but you it, know, this, it's this hard. is bigger than that. This is bigger than that, Mike. This is not Marino and uh, Kelly, okay? This is Brady and Manning. This is two top five quarterbacks in our lifetime, okay? 
Uh, they Marino and may have once been considered top five. I don't think I don't think he's in this top two, top three discussion anymore. Brady with the rings and Belichick, Peyton with the yards and wins. I mean, two of the most successful franchises in the Colts and the Patriots for you know in the of, of the decade. Uh, so in their time, they've been uh, this this discussion is going to rage on. But I'm just curious if this win again, it's in Denver, right? So it's not a you're never going to see these two guys match up in a Super Bowl. Uh, in a neutral court or a neutral field, it's just never going to happen. Right, There's always going right. to be somebody that has a home field advantage here, uh, which would have been nice to see him go to like San Fran. You know, you you might have been able to see that neutral Super Bowl Brady Manning. That would have been you know freaking incredible. But this is the Super Bowl for both these guys right now. It's Brady. It's Manning. One of these guys uh, has to uh, move on, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out who that is this it weekend. Doesn't, it doesn't. You know, just to finish this up, Scott. Just my opinion. Uh, it no matter what happens in this game is going to waver my opinion on the way I feel about each quarterback. They are both great Hall of Famers, and uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, Peyton Peyton's awesome, and so is uh, Tom Brady. Eh, okay, Mike, that's uh, that's about it. I do want to mention uh, we, we're going to break down the playoff draft world championship here. We're going to take a look at a couple of the teams that are in the uh, the in the hunt. And sure enough, uh, bashing bunnies. Andrew Miller had a had a great squad of uh, Indianapolis Colts. He was up at the top there for a while. He is still at the top. He's only got one guy left. You got to move past him. He's going to get past this week, but he still has a great shot of winning his league. That's a big deal. In the playoff draft world championship, it's a six team mini draft, and you actually and I'm going to put a link to it in the chat room so everybody has it. Six team mini draft. The goal is to win your league. You win your league and you triple up your money. Uh, from 200 to 600, and you have a shot at the overall championship and the big cash, the $10,000 grand prize here. Uh, we look at Apocalypto, Team 2. He has 312 points. He's got Lynch, Welker, Vernon Davis, Brady, and LeGarrette Blunt, with three New England players and a, and a, and a running back for on each team. He obviously has to have New England win, but I'm not so sure that's going to be yeah. enough. When you've got these teams behind him that are going to be charging with a bunch of players. Let's look at Team 3. Sure enough, it's Cocktails and Jeans. Chad Schroeder yep. with nine, nine players left. here. And he's got, a bunch of, he's got a bunch of San Francisco 49ers. He's got Peyton Manning. He's got LeGarrette Blunt and Danny Amendola. It looks like he went San Fran and then picked off as many New England and, and Denver players as he could. Yeah, and that, yeah he went San Fran. Really and, yeah, he did. And uh, just nailed that LeGarrette Blunt. knew the hot guy. Team four, hungry hippie, uh, Matt Holbrook. He's got a he's got a shot here, Mike. He's got Lynch, Wilson, Gore, Bolden, Tate, Denver, and Prater. Now, the problem is if the Broncos win, you would imagine that these Peyton, Demarius, Welker type teams. You, you you couldn't get a lot of Broncos. That's the problem here. In this game this year, Mike, we talked about it. You weren't going to be able to do yeah. what you did last year. Do you remember how? You know, uh, Chad had loaded up, and a lot of guys like you, you had loaded up on two teams. You went Baltimore and Niners. It's very hard yep. to do this year because nobody would let you load up on the Broncos this year because by the time you took Peyton, somebody was taking Demarius one pick after you, and then somebody was taking Julius or Decker, and then somebody was taking Moreno. By the time it got back to you, you couldn't even get a complimentary piece to Peyton Manning unless it was like a Decker right. or something. You know, maybe if you were lucky. So... It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. You have to think that these guys – look, obviously, Hungry Hippie, he's, he's, he's rooting uh, for the Seahawks here. Right. But I'll he also has complimentary pieces in the Niners with Gore and Bolden. Uh, it's, just, it's just a little tough for me to figure this, this cookie out this week. I, I'm looking at uh, – if you scroll down a couple spots to recovery boys – Tommy Yates, okay, yeah, number 11th overall, but he, and he has eight players left, yeah. Look at this, look at this. That is incredible. He has a serious shot. Demarius, uh, oh, let's see, on the Broncos, he has Demarius Thomas left. Uh, on the Niners, he has Gore, Vernon Davis, Kaepernick, Crabtree, <laughs> and the Niner D. Okay, so he's obviously, hey, if the Niners win, he's, he's going to start. He's all in on the Niners, uh, but I'm yep. looking for a, I'm looking for that big Seahawk team here, and I'm not seeing it. 
I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm, I'm perusing the, uh, the 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 top of the leaderboard here. We do have a. Okay, here we go. Old Chilada in the eighth spot, in the eighth hole. He has Lynch, Wilson, Seahawks D, Hoshka, and Baldwin, along with Julian Edelman. Ooh. So again, he doesn't have any Broncos, but he has five oh. Seattle Seahawks. So if if it were to be Seattle and maybe New England, he may have a shot. He would be. Yep, he would be. He'd be sitting good. Uh, and then ten yard fight. Let's see: Decker, Edelman, Gore, Blunt, Hoshka, Ridley. Let's see. That's a, that's a little tough because that's kind of all over the map at this point too. Uh, and, and I'm looking a little deeper. Is there any team like late down here, way down here, anywhere that might no, charge I'm... up? Uh, here's another like team. It. Okay, Gore, uh, 35th overall, red light, two four one one. He has eight players left. Every single one of them is a Niner. Gore, Davis, Bolden, Kaepernick, Crabtree, San Fran, Dawson, and Hunter. He will be charging. He's only 50 points out. He will be charging if the Niners win that yep. game, and he has eight guys going in the Super Bowl. Nobody else will have that uh, from uh, from San Fran, I would doubt. Uh, oh, there's one. There's one. Uh, 17th overall, Cocktails and Dreams. Demarius, Decker, Vernon Davis, Vereen, Kaepernick, San Fran, Dawson and Crabtree. Yeah, dude, this is this is going to be very interesting. I think it's going to be a whole lot more clear to us after this weekend what we're looking at. That's- oh, no question, no question. And the one th- and the one thing about it, Scott, is it seems like uh, if you're in these uh, playoff contests, you have to you have to pretty much load up on a team and stick with them. Yeah, you try from a particular team. You have to. Well, you try, but you, all, you but you have to be able to pivot because a lot of times somebody will blow that strategy up, and you have to be ready to go continue with your playoff strategy, but ma- but maximize your points. Because look, you know, you, you lay out right. your playoffs, you figure out how it's going to be, and regardless of what anybody else does, you have to take the next best player in that strategy. You can't stop and switch to a different playoff right. model. Yeah. You have to stick to your well, and say, what's the bet? I know. I, I, you, you don't want to stop and switch, but you sometimes have to. It depends well, on, it's on the like, situation. It's like, okay, if, you took, if you took McCoy, right, at no point, at no point should you be taking anybody from the Saints and saying, oh, crap, the McCoy plan's not going to work because you're right, not going to be able right. to keep up. You have to just say, I cannot take Saints no matter what value falls to me. I cannot do it because right. if McCoy loses that game, I'm done anyway. I'm done anyway. So that'll be so interesting. Uh, finally, Mike, the Dynasty Football World Championship, big announcement. Uh, we have been uh, talking over plans for the 2014 season. We will be expanding the Dynasty Football Championship this year. Uh, that is uh, been a, a big question on a lot of people's minds. Uh, we are going to be starting this process this week. We're going to uh, – Phil, uh, find out who's coming back. We, we've only heard from a couple of teams who said, you know what, I tr- Dynasty wasn't for me. I've only, I've only heard from like two or three guys that said, Dynasty, I tried it, and I just can't get my head around it, right? Uh, and yep. that's, that's expected. That's what we wanted to do this for. I we can understand to that. <laughs> who have never played Dynasty, we wanted to expose them. And I, look, I don't, I don't fault you guys. I, 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 you know, I'd like for everybody to stick around. I think when we all get in a Dynasty, we know the shot here. It's it's somebody that you you know it's a long term thing. You're trying to yeah. so that's what we want. If you if you're thinking about playing in the Dynasty World Championship, we want you here long term. You want to be committed to your team, regardless of how you get out of the gate. We've been there, Mike. We've all had bad teams. Yep. We looked at that team. And we said, man, this is going to be one hell of a rebuild. And I, I'll tell yep. you guys, it's worth it. Stick to it. Stick to it. And I'm I'm in a league uh, against Cavalier King Charles, and I've been in it for years. And I had eventually to face the fact that I was not going to win with this team, and I had to rebuild. And I'm starting that process. And I know it's a couple years out. So well, you know, the, 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 the couple years or the few years I've been in the uh, hyperactives with uh, Ron McDowell. I mean, they've been so much fun. I'm, I'm a, I feel like I'm a damn good redrafter. But once it starts coming, it's it's a lot different when uh, you're having to drop players and stuff. But I'm learning the process, uh, so it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. It's like being – if you ever want to be a general manager because everybody wants to say, oh, well, I would have done this, I would have done that, well, now's a chance. 
Uh, absolutely. Well, everybody, thank you for being part of uh, Red vs. Blue. Thank you for Thanks, helping God, us uh, win those huge awards at the uh, Trade Congrats. Association Conference in Vegas. Very honored, and uh, we, we hope to uh, be able to uh, you know, make you proud this year as well. And thank you to all the players and, uh, that supported us this year. We will see you next week. Enjoy the games this weekend, and uh, happy birthday to my wife. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.